today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Let's talk about driverless cars. Would you ever drive one? I mean, have you thought about it? Maybe you, uh, maybe you would. You can weigh in on this at 905-645-3221 or on your cell at star 9900 because they're coming, apparently. We're supposed to believe the hype uh, that they will be coming to a market near you, although I happen to think that they're a ways off. But will they ever truly be driverless? And, you know, if you get into an accident, who gets in trouble? You or the car manufacturer? Well, according to a study done by Canada's largest law firm, the buck's going to stop with you. So in other words, as long as you have control of the car, you are going to be to blame when something goes wrong. And mark my words, the insurance companies will make sure (laughs) that they are covered from every single angle on these things so that uh, you will pay the price too if you're driving in one of these cars. Uh, Personally, I, I, I don't think I could ever get my head around a driverless car. I shoulder check when I'm a passenger, don't you? Like, you're driving with your sister, your husband, or your wife, or whatever, and you're shoulder checking all the time. I'm always kind of shadow driving. It's just habit. So I'm not sure if I could ever just kick back, watch a movie, and put my feet up. I just don't know if I'd ever feel safe. And then you've got to think about all these, you know, the ethical implications. Like, what if a dog runs out in front of your car, your driverless car? Would you grab the wheel and try to avoid it or let the car make the decision for you? I don't know. Just seems like a world away. So we'll talk to Adam Woldfield about uh, the realities of these things coming up. But let's bring in Joe Newberger, who's a lawyer. Good to have you, sir. Hello. Hi. So let's talk about the implications of the liability when these things come to market as, uh, you know, who's going to be to blame? Well, uh, I think it's quite accurate to say that the person who's operating and is the owner of the vehicle will be the one who is ultimately responsible. And, you know, with new technologies come new risks. And uh, as I heard in the intro to this, the insurance companies are going to make sure that they are protected and covered every which way. So regardless of whether the fault may lie ultimately with the technology of the car, it's still going to be the operator of the car who's going to be responsible. I think it it, uh, opens up some interesting conversations, though, because, you know, if they're going to, if the manufacturers are going to market these things as driverless cars, they're going to have to be very careful in the way that they sell these cars uh, in order to not put themselves uh, on the hook, no? Absolutely. And, you know, if there is an error in the technology, so if there is a programming issue and an accident occurs where the owner of the car is somehow able to establish that this was the fault of the technology, then the owner would have a claim against the the, uh, seller of the vehicle and the company that manufactured it as well. Um, And I think the marketing and sales of it will have to be very careful because, uh, you know, if you get the impression that you can completely detach yourself from the car, uh, then I I think that's going to be misadvertising because when you're in a car, which potentially can cause havoc on the road, you're going to have to still be alert as to safety issues and monitoring what the car is doing. So do you get the sense that they would have to then change the rules entirely? Because we have no-fault insurance, and I know you're not an insurance expert, but they have no-fault insurance uh, in the province of Ontario. But if you're driving a self, uh, a driverless car, and let's say your driverless car hits a car that is driven by someone who is not driving that car, so they're doing the normal car, I mean, it raises all sorts of kind of legal uh, loopholes. Well, yes and no. I mean, I think ultimately they'll still be the same thing. I mean, both the operator of the vehicle, so if you own the car and you have the insurance on the car, you will be sued if it's your fault. Even though it's no fault, there still is a portioning of the damages between the two insurance companies. So 
that happens internally. Um, I think, you know, the, the greater issue is, you know, how much can we rely upon this technology for our safety and the safety of others? And that these are cars that are being operated on highways and local roads with people who are driving their cars. So it's not like, you know, we see those futuristic movies where there's streets and highways that are only having uh, self-driving vehicles. So there's so much that's going to be interplayed here. And, um, you know, let's say the technology really goes out of whack and there's something more serious such that it could result in a Highway Traffic Act offense or even a criminal offense. Um, you know, then what's the liability that attaches to the operator at that point if we're talking about a dangerous driving? I think this raises very significant issues. And the technology itself, if in a very difficult situation for an accident, you know, what safety precautions does it take to try and avoid an accident or if can't avoid an accident, minimize damage and harm? Very interesting issues, which I don't think we're really well equipped to handle just yet. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.